0: Mr. Pop. Well, I ain't gonna hit you. The hell I ain't.
1: This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hi, welcome to another edition of Rock and Roll with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. That is the threesome that does this Rock and Roll podcast. Hello, boys. Hello, Finey. Hello, Mano. Hello, Ken. Hi, you G'day, Brian. G'day, Kevin. Hurley. Now, I've got to say uh, that this, uh, just, just a little business from last week's uh, yuck and roll episode. Um, yes. Uh, we, uh, we got to number 12 in the Apple chart last week, which is the highest we've been in the charts for a long, long time. So uh, thanks to all the people. Really? Who, yeah, thanks to all the people who listen to this podcast. We appreciate that. Uh, apparently, if you say you like it and, and say nice things about it, it goes even higher up the chart. So we, we got to 12, yeah. but... The funny thing about that was that that one B Mannix of uh, no fixed address um, yes. uh, said the worst ever, worst ever episode of the of the podcast in living memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, and went on social well, media and, and talked about it. Well, I'm boosting it up to twelve. Look, yeah. people thought wonder what's so shit
0: out about that <laughs> I better have a listen. It's uh, <laughs> it up the charts. I'll do it every week. That's yeah.
1: the worst one we've ever done. <laughs> so uh, I thought you were talking about the chart because we did that ungodly, horrible, bloody 1996 chart, which we'll talk about a little later on. Well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, but I know. Initially. I know. That was a stinker. So now <laughs> do you remember in, in the team environment of football clubs a couple of years back uh, – been probably nearly ten years back, where you know there were things going on at a particular football club. I think it was Geelong who started it, and they bought in an organisation called Leading Teams. Ooh. Do you remember that? Finding, yeah,
2: but, yeah very famous. It's um, been controversial, but it's sort of an uh, an approach to business, not just sport, yeah. where you lay everything bare and everybody can speak honestly about not only the. Organisation there with but individuals within that organisation.
1: Yeah, and I think famously uh, Geelong had had a problem that Gary Ablett got upset, and I think the the doggies. I think Jason Akermanis might have cracked his heads about the, the what was said about him. Yep, yes, that's true. Yeah, if my memory serves me correctly. So, with that in mind. And also with the budgetary restraints of this program, and you know we've reached we've reached a crisis point when you know one of us is saying it's the worst ever. So I thought <laughs> I thought well, I, I, I you know try and get a leading teams type uh, you know approach to, to this episode of the program, but unfortunately, as you know, we don't have a budget. It's not like we don't have we have budgetary restraints. We just don't have a budget. So uh, couldn't afford leading teams. So what I did was. I got a couple of Twitter trolls and gave them a bottle of Jim Beam and the link to our Facebook page and our, our uh, you know, show page and got them to have a listen. Right. And they sent me back some thoughts. Some thoughts. Some, oh, th- boy. They sent me back some thoughts on, uh, right. on on the on the construction and the people involved in the show. So I thought I'd share them if that's okay with you two. Oh, boy, this will be fun. Yep, go off you go. See, now there's part of the problem. You just agree to everything, Brian. Now, you've got to stop it. <laughs> <Greg>. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you've got to, you've got to speak up, funny You've got to you've got to find your voice. Now, all right, I'll speak. Is that better? Yeah, that's good. Uh, now, Great. Uh, uh, on on the host of the program, uh, who shall oh. remain nameless, they said, "Stop picking such shitty charts to do, so as the boys yeah. have got something to work with." Okay, I, I'll, I'll, yeah, no, you got blood all over your hands. I kid. take. Well, it's funny you should mention that exact phrase because that's exactly what they said. They said. Yeah. They said that I need to work harder and be better as a host and take charge of the program and direct the program more instead of being like the skipper on Gilligan's Island. Um, who, <laughs> so I've, apparently I've got to get a bit of blood on my hands and make a few hard decisions uh, along the way in my role as host of this program. So I, I take well, that well, I all on a, board. I think that's a capital idea, lovey. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make um, a coconut cream pie. <laughs> yeah, good, and uh, can one of you be the professor and fiddle with a radio and uh, pick up signals of a thing in a helicopter hovering overhead? Now, Brian, yeah, I can't, yeah. Brian. But, oh boy, yeah, oh, go. What these? Actually, the name of the company, you know the leading teams. This one was called Stabby in the Back Productions. Oh, so Stabby in the, Stabby back, in the back Productions. productions. Yeah, I think I've worked with them before. Yeah, I think you. <laughs> I think it's an ongoing relationship. Now they said, Brian, lighten up. Yes. Lighten! I up. know. I was, I was totally miserable
0: last week. Stop bitching and moaning. I was bitching and moaning. I'll take that on board. Yeah. Yes.
1: You should be more a glass half full person than someone who's emptied the entire bottle.
0: <laughs> now they. I like their uh, they, choice of words. They, they suggest
1: they suggest that you have a red ball or a very strong black coffee before the show, so as your senses are tingling and your mind is on uh, high alert.
0: Right. Yeah, it was it was starting pretty slow last week. Um, I didn't have a coffee. I've had two coffees today though, so hopefully that'll
1: improve things. Two coffees already? Yeah. Jeez. Well, I've been out of bed for half an hour. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, Finy, Yeah. Well, I'm ready. I said, yeah, i said you've got it. You've got to talk into your telephone a, a little better because there was a little muffly thing going on there that they got a little bit uh, a little bit antsy about, and they said, uh, Get "Yeah, t- I go." They, I can muffin They said, as much as you are a, ma- a man of history and obviously a man of great knowledge and depth, don't tell us uh, every egg's gestation. Get uh, <laughs> in the family tree. Just get to the point and tell us about the person that we want to know about. Right.
2: No, I. Don't. Muffle and waffle, fair enough. Yep.
1: Muffle and waffle. Now they were also Sounds like a kid show. <laughs> they also were very, uh, obviously, very big TISM fans because they did enjoy the fact that you highlighted the drugs that River F- that killed River Phoenix and various other. This <laughs> no is, surprise to me. Yes. So I think they, I think they found a kindred spirit there with the uh, the Twitter trolls that they uh, were quite up for that. But they, so there you go. There's there's the leading teams or the stab in the back productions. A little synopsis of what we need to do to fix our program, so we can go from number twelve in the Apple charts into the top ten. Yeah, but
0: I think we only got to number twelve because I told everybody it was a shit
1: episode, so people wanted to hear it. Well, it's a new marketing strategy we might we might go with, Brian. Not quite sure. Oh, they also said, Brian, buy a bloody yeah. packet of Fisherman's Friend or something and stop coughing.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good point, too. Yeah, it's a bit early in the day. You should do this at four in the afternoon, but, you know, not when to get straight out of bed.
1: Yes. Yeah, but anyway, I'll i I'll, I'll hit the mute button. Now, Now the other hang thing. Hang on. Hang on. I like Brian's
2: sort of rock star falling out of bed <laughs> approach to the podcast. It's, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's real. It's, it's relatable. It's, yes. <laughs> it's well, contagious.
1: It's <laughs> contagious, all yeah. right? Well, it and, it and let's be perfectly honest, Manix. It's not going to matter if we do it at four o'clock in the afternoon. You'll just sleep till 3.59. Well, that's
0: about right
1: too, probably. <laughs> but, um, so
0: you yeah. sit there at night and
1: you go, "Oh, look, it's only four o'clock. I don't need to get up till two. So yeah, what the heck? <laughs> oh, God knows, isn't that the truth? Now, the other part of that leading teams thing that happened was that each individual got to say something if they wanted to. So, uh, Brian, you're you're quite allowed uh, to uh, to respond here, yeah, okay. and, and, uh, and well, say anything about me or finally that you want to say. Now is the time uh, to do it. No, I
0: just want to say, look, I'm. Incredibly, sorry, uh, I was miserable, and uh, I let my emotions get the better of me, and
1: consequently, I was. <laughs> glum. That's enough. Shut up, Menix, Move on. We move on to the next one. I'm getting some blood on All my hands right, here. Then. <laughs> All right. Uh, Finally, uh, do you have anything you'd like to say uh, about me, about about Brian, about uh, about you know the show?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, about you. <laughs> sure. I think you have a, a deep-seated disrespect for killed Kilda. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've noticed that. I have noticed that, Bonnie. And you, Brian, have made a shallow mockery of the footy tipping.
1: <laughs> a very good point.
2: Very. And one and one other comment. Yeah. Your mate who had two bets, I think. Yeah. One that North Melbourne Dustin Martin would beat North Melbourne in the Brownlow.
0: Ooh. And North
2: Melbourne would lose 11 games by 50 points. Well, yeah, he's come up, duck eggs in both. So up your yeah. yeah. carteroos!
0: <laughs> and and he's a mad Richmond supporter. Oh. And um, so he's having a bit of a backpedal at the moment because he's been telling everybody for three years, ah, oh, Richmond, will just put him in the bin. Ah, oh, they're no good, mate. Now it seems it's not rubbish, it's Richmond. So <laughs> now he's having a... Bit of a
2: backpedalling time, which
1: is great. There you I've go. enjoyed that. His, his bet was looking. really... Kevin, re- your turn. Uh, uh, well, no, I, 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 I love you guys. Um, in in true Cartman fashion. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> your mate's bet was looking really good there for a while, but north of north of uh, north of come good. They have,
0: I reckon. He um, must be a really good coach because they got rid of seventeen of their players, and then the coach retired, and he's come in with half a team, and he's turned them around. They're going pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's done well. He's done very well. We'll get to the 40 it. tips later. And you are, you are. There is no doubt. Finally, hit the nail on the head there. You are Fairnickham tanking, Mannix.
0: I took a few roughies last week.
1: As we know. <laughs> you know, yeah, but you and know, what? one of them came off. I was going to say you got one of your best scores for about the last three or four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, geez,
0: and St Kilda came close. They were, you know, they were in there for a while.
1: Oh, now, so you're just you're just taunting Finey, aren't you, with that? No, I backed St Kilda. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah they went all right. Yeah, there we okay. Yep, they were okay. Hey, uh, the uh, the uh, R.I.P. part of the program, which we uh, which we do, which we the one we forgot to do last week, which I, I'm, I feel terrible about. We did not mention Sergio Silvani, who unfortunately passed away um, last week. Um, one of the one of the great players of the Carlton Football Club, and by uh, Jesus, oh, his uh, his uh, bloodlines have uh, still running around the Carlton Football Club, and uh, so uh, very sad to us. Uh, to, to note the passing of um of Serge Silvani who one of the one of the Carlton greats actually went to his house when I did the like father like son book and uh, and chatted to him and oh, uh, TV. him and Rita oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're Jack. on fire today man that, <laughs> that, that leaving TV stuff really works
2: it does so you went round to his house when he wasn't there yep. got in the window took his
0: tv yep he did horrible things to his toothbrush, which will remain
1: unsaid. <laughs> oh, can you not say that? That's just that freaks me out when people talk about that. That's weird. Oh well, you know how whenever anyone's anywhere in your house and uh, and where your toothbrush is, because of f- f- people who do things like that, I've always freaked out about that. Yeah,
0: it's time to buy a new toothbrush if your uh, house has been burgled,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amongst other things. Yeah, um, just claim it on insurance. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes. Yeah, stole so my toothbrush. The uh, the passing of uh, of Serge Silvani, So uh, uh, condolences to the family. John Cornell passed away on the weekend. That was a sad one. That Strop passed away.
0: Yeah, what a what a great contribution to Australian culture he made.
1: Yeah. Um, um, way past just being Strop on uh, on the Hogan Show. Oh, that's the least of his achievements. Um, you know,
0: he directed uh, Crocodile Dundee two and maybe three as well. Yep. Um, but he produced Crocodile Dundee. He got the cricket going into uh, One Day Cricket. Um, yeah, he, he, was, he did everything.
1: Well, finally, you being a a cricket uh, uh, tragic that you are, I'm sure you're across uh, what his contribution was to the whole World Series cricket uh, circus as it was.
2: Well, really, what it was was as Kerry Packer's sort of trusted right hand man or, you know, first first lieutenant, he, he had to combine the, at times, outlandish wins of Kerry Packer and put together. A product that people are so skeptical of that has stood the test of time and is a marker in really the turning face of cricket. Yeah. You know, things like things like Oh, we need a you know, we want to use this ground and that ground. Well hang on a second, Kerry, they don't have any cricket pictures. <laughs> well well, you know, how about drop in pictures? That might be easy to say, but far more difficult to do. And and he pulled it off. He was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was John Cornell and uh, Austin Robertson was, I think, the correct, blokes, uh, Correct, the they, blokes, no? they were two men on the ground. Yeah, And helmets came
2: in through that process too, didn't they? Helmets yep. cricket. Yeah, which, which was interesting because John Cornell originally wanted them to wear surf saver caps.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> and go out and say <laughs> things like, hey, Tomo, hey, Tomo, don't bowl me a <laughs> bouncer, mate. Mate, mate, not the head, mate. <laughs> No, he was it was, good it was very good, very good. And you, and I know um, he and Paul, I think, uh, w- with that very first Crocodile Dundee movie, they went to a lot of uh, their mates and asked their mates to invest in it, and uh, a lot of those yeah. mates became very, very wealthy because of it.
0: Yeah, well, in excess in, in, invested in it, thinking yep. it would be a
1: tax write-off for them. Yeah, well, that's and how actually, they sold it to
0: everyone. Yeah, and it's stuffed them up because they actually made profit out of it and then they had more of a tax
1: problem. Yeah, I think uh, I think the mentals got a little piece of it and a few other, uh, quite a few uh, sort of Sydney radio bods uh, made a fair bit of money out of uh, the the Crocodile Dundee franchise.
0: Well, what was interesting too was that I um, think uh, Live It Up is the song in that party scene by Mental Mentals Anything, that they wanted to use an In Excess song and In Excess didn't allow them to use it or wanted too much money. And so they went as Mental as Anything, which was surprising considering In Excess had invested in the movie. Oh,
1: <laughs> there you go. Didn't know that. There you go. Well, well obviously, I, I saw I saw something on social media. Speaking of In Excess and movies, I saw, uh, I think it's the anniversary, I think, uh, 25th or whatever, 35th or whatever it is, anniversary of um, The Lost Boys, which In Excess had a couple oh, yeah. of songs in that from memory. They did. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah, it was a good film, <laughs> scary That's film. A good movie. So uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, we note uh, the passing of John Cornell and uh, two other ones that I thought I'd mention. Um, one's Phil Lambert, who was, of course, Lucky Phil on Hey Hey It Saturday. And Brian, you were, you did Hey Hey oh, yeah. Saturday on a number yep. of occasions, did a lot of things at Channel Nine. He was the floor manager on everything. Right. Um,
0: yeah, no, yeah, he, 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 he was Lucky Phil, and he did. I think he went over to Seven, and he did Rose for a while.
3: I uh,
1: okay. uh, it's Weisart, maybe. Yeah, I think he might have done Weisart. um Yeah. yeah so he sad, was on everything, yeah. Yeah, sad to see him part. And Dieter Brummer, um, the Home and Away actor, well, I guess best known for Home and Away, but did a couple of uh, the Underbelly series. He played a cop in, uh, well, I think, the third or fourth Underbelly series. Um, unfortunately, he took his own life at the age of 45 uh, on the weekend, and that that's that's just very sad. Terrible. 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 Yeah no good at all. He was a massive star in that nineties when he and Melissa George were the the it couple on uh, on Home and Away. They they were huge. They were every bit as big as Kylie and Jason. Well, without the hit records, yeah, pretty much. Um, well, yes, well, sad that at forty five years sad. of age uh, he took his own life. That is uh, that is very sad. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Really now I'm taking charge again to, on the back of stab uh, stab in the back production, telling me I need to take charge. Um, let's talk Olympics, boys. Your highlights, funny of uh, what we've seen so far.
2: Well, I'm, I'm sort of surprised that I've really got into it. It's on at a good time, you know. It's on during the day, and um, that obviously that fantastic win by Ariane Kittness over Kate Ledecky. Yep. Um, I'm about to post the. I've written it. Or I'm just waiting until after the show to go over it. wonder what the response will be. Um, and what did you make of Basil Zempos' call?
1: Of the, that race? Yes. Yeah. I, yep. I saw some footage yesterday on social media where there, he and Liesl Jones and Ian Thorpe are calling it off Very three very small televisions, obviously in a, a studio of some description in Sydney, I assume. Um, yeah I actually didn't think it was a bad call, personally. Um, I've not enjoyed his work that much during the swimming, but I actually thought that was a reasonably good call.
2: Yeah, I I gave him zero out of ten. He completely, you know what, and quite rightly, free race, he would have prepared the big line because that's the line that's going to be replayed over and over, isn't it?
1: Yep, in the last 50 yeah. metres, the, the, about the last yeah. 15 metres, you've got to ca- have a line to go in there that, yeah, will make all the highlights packages, yep. And Correct. coming up with, doing yourself a favour with a rip-off and <laughs> hardly <laughs> appropriate.
2: <laughs> and, um, and he came up with with great gravitas, to become a legend, you have to beat a legend. Now, oh. that might sound okay, but that is absolutely, Bullshit. <laughs> who did Kate Ledecki beat to become a legend? I had no idea. Who did Wink who, – who was? Who did Wink – is Wink for a legend?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Who did Wink beat? Uh, Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> to become a
2: legend. Yeah, well, who did Floyd Mayweather beat to become a legend? You don't have to beat a legend to become a legend. Far from it. It's a very good point yeah. Ronnie. It's a really you good point. You beat everybody over a long period and you're a legend. You don't have to beat a legend and become a legend at
3: all.
2: Yeah. No, I was a, a legend and he beat up some <laughs> fat I tickets. I mean, I mean the, 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 in the cold line of day, to have time and not to think about it or run it past somebody and get some critical sort of feedback. So he only have to just sort of tinker with the line and come up with, what better way to become a legend than to be the legend? Yeah, yeah, and good. That, and that makes sense. Yep. You don't have to be the legend to become a legend.
1: Yeah, no. absolutely. Well, the amount of people that will, you know, will will beat someone uh, as a once-off and then go and disappear into the ethos somewhere never to be heard of again, that happens a lot too, and they don't become legends.
2: Correct. I mean, she's got a long way to go to become a legend, but that's okay if you want to say you know, there's a legend on the back of that famous win, that's fair enough. But that that line, it's funny because it's one of those lines when you first hear it, it presses all the right buttons, but it's simply not true.
1: Yeah. That's another thing too, and and maybe this is me showing my age, but just one win, you you know, we we talk about one swallow doesn't make a summer and all that sort of stuff, but one win does not make you a legend. A legend – uh, legendary uh, performances happen over a period of time. Not one Olympics, unless you know you win Correct. eight gold medals. Um, and people don't become superstars because they win one race. Um, uh, you need you need to be you know we we f- we f- roll out champion and legend and icon and all those things after someone wins the bloody toss in a hockey game. Well, no, yeah, they, should, they should be known as a one-hit wonder
0: yeah, until yeah. they beat some, some several other people.
1: Well, they, that's, oh, that's that's speaking, the perfect that's the perfect uh, sort of analogy, Brian. Yeah. Speaking of one hit wonders, mm-hmm. yes, did either of
2: you catch Masterminds last night? No. Hey. Oh, what a great topic! One of the, you know, because on Mastermind. You had your own special subject. topic,
1: yeah. And this guy rocked up. One hit wonders of the eighties. Oh, ah. really? <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, must, well, Is that on the ABC Mastermind? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. I must. Uh, I'll go and have a look at it on demand. I was
2: thinking actually. I was thinking. I oh, I would definitely send Kevin into Batavia. The guy was brilliant. You know, I knew a couple of them. But what they do is they give you a couple of easy ones, but some of them are very very hard. They whoever writes the questions for Mastermind, and I know it's a a group of them, and I've written a lot of quizzes. Um, they're brilliant because you've got to really. Take into account the level that you're writing the questions at. And, yeah. you know, you, sometimes you'd have to, it's sometimes the special topics in one specific book or one movie. So a lot of research goes into the questions. But these were, a, you know, I mean, there was an easy one, which obviously we all would get, which was The Vapors had a hit
1: with a song, <coughs> Turn, in and and <coughs> and, Turn in Japanese. <coughs> Correct. But then there were some crackers. Did Martha and the Muffins get a mention? No,
2: no. I, I mean, I was sort of prepared for for certain ones. The other easy one was how many balloons did German singer Nina oh, yeah. sing about? Yep, Brian. No, no, no. That's lots awesome battle. Yes, um, and but then others. Oh, I can't remember the tough ones, but, but it's well worth going back and looking at it. You'd love it. Oh, well. it no oh, well. doubt.
1: I absolutely right. will. Uh, absolutely will. I'm sure there's some in there that uh, that will be um, be death-defying. Uh, speaking of uh, music, uh, and you
2: did, and I reckon you did better on that one than the guy whose special topic was World War Two German aircraft.
1: Oh God, oh, really? I'd go on it. Right I was about to say, Mannix is Mannix is a bit of a war aficionado. Messerschmitt
2: one o nine
1: a Focke
0: Wulf a Dornier a Henkel oh, Messerschmitt two six two, Messerschmitt one six three, Stuka. Junker 87, Junker 88. Oh, Bloody God. hell,
2: you know the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Gen- I love the German World War II play. Love it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I am now picking my bottom jaw up off the floor. <laughs> oh. I go just as well with the tank. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell. I love yeah. it. They were all, it was all skookers and for me it was just a mess of shit. But, I mean, it was.
0: <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that a great play. Oh, you've done brilliantly there. There you Thank go.
1: You. Uh, we'll We'll both go back and look at that episode finally, and I'll look at the one-hit wonders, and the rock star will look at the bloody German tanks. Yeah. Uh, work that one out.
2: Of course, you know, Mannix isn't your real name, is it?
1: <laughs> Mannheim <von>
2: Lager? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I come to your party. I don't
0: mind. I will make the fun.
1: <laughs> Heinrich Mannix over here. All right. Um, all, right. all right. So, anything else from the Olympics that, uh, that you want to talk about, Brian? I know you watched You watched um, a I bit watching, of the Taekwondo. Um, oh, yeah. I thought that was a
0: bit rubbishy. Uh, they just seem to be kicking each other in the chest. Um, and the kayak's going down the river. That's good for about 10 minutes, but it seems to take three days to do the event. Um, but I liked, um, I was listening to Sky Nicholson after she'd won a boxing match. And I was listening to her talk, and she was all very much, well, you know, very business-like and, was, you know, it was very, you know, organised the way she organised the words, which I suppose reflects the sport. And then I heard Sally Fitzgibbons or one of the surfer girls, and she looked so. You know stoic and that, and then she started talking like, "Oh yeah, it's really great." You know, I just one and they go, "Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy," and it was she was so sort of boganish, but really cute, and it was really like just really reminded me that my oh, yeah, these are just everyday people doing really great things. But yeah. um, I just thought her enthusiasm and her lack of pretentiousness was just really great. I really enjoyed it, and um,
2: yeah, I've been really enjoying the
0: Olympics. I think it's been really
2: good, have something to watch. Yep. And and I do love and I really do enjoy when a country gets their first ever gold medal.
1: Oh, the, you're talking about the, the weightlifting girl? No, where was she from? Uh, Thailand, I think. Or oh, no, the Philippines.
2: Oh, the Philippines.
1: Wow. Yeah, it was um, a weightlifting no, but, girl from the Philippines I saw last night. Who do you see?
2: No, this morning, the... Um, ladies' triathlon was won by a girl from Bermuda.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. The Bermuda, the Bermuda Triathlon? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Very good. Oh, there's your headline. All right. Yeah, she disappeared, oh, well done, she disappeared yeah. for an hour or so, but she came back and won. It's quite surprising. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's like how Percy Jones used to and run the, yeah. the
2: season you know, and the when- pre-season run at Carlton. And when she crossed the finish line, she
0: was five years younger.
2: Yes, you're right. Do you know how Percy Jones used to run the pre-season time trial at Carlton? Yep. Uh, you know, that was famously, they used to head out of Princess Park. It was like a 10K run. Uh, and one year or two years in a row, he was up there in the top two times. And David Parker sort of thought, this just doesn't seem right. So the third year, he decided to put a few sponsors on the course. Well, let's just say when the tram that runs down um, that Royal Parade got to the second last stop, David Parker got on. And the only people on the tram were the conductor and Percy Jones. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
1: laughs> Perce had it sussed. Perce had it absolutely yeah, he, sussed. Two or three years in a row, he caught the tram. Yes. That's very very inventive. See, I would have put him in the leadership group straight up based on that.
2: Yeah. Uh, and that's like with Warren Jones, when he went to St Kilda, Darrell Bordock was coach, and he was aghast Bordock at the lack of fitness in the team. So he called all the players and he said, look, Oh, I'm not asking you to do heaps at home. Just when you're watching TV, when the ad comes on, do 10 sit-ups, 10 push-ups every ad break, and that'll build your, your fitness space. And a couple of weeks later, they're all getting bitter, and Warren Jones is getting fatter. And they're all bored, haven't you taken my advice? He said, yeah, but I watch the ABC. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Point Percy at Parliament. Uh, the, one of the great characters of the game.
2: Yeah, that was Percy. That mum was wow, of course. and He was a hell of a personality, Warren own Great bloke, Warren
1: Jones. Yeah, no, really, really good bloke. Um, we'll get yeah. to the footy tips later, but I'll uh, just give a little score check. Brian, you got five last week, which was a, an improvement oh. for you. Finally yes. finally got seven, Ow. and that's not bad when you consider that he didn't tip his own team, uh, and I got six. So uh, it, was a, it was not a bad week given what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. We're going to get to our chart, boys. Now, 1996 is best forgotten, but I, oh, wow. um, I got in touch uh, with a bloke uh, who runs uh, an online uh, sort of uh, website called Chartbusters. And I said, uh, we're struggling to find anything in the 90s or post, uh, you know, 1989 that's any good. So can you do a bit of a search for me? He came back and said, the 1990s were full of everything. He said it was the ARIA charts are full of uh, techno, <laughs> dance music, uh, you know, British pop. It's it's just a, an amalgam of everything and a, a lot of its stuff, <laughs> including trance music. That yeah. What uh, Were you aware of trance music until I mentioned it just then, Brian? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's, it's sort of like, um, it's repetitive dance music. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Now, I wonder, to ask Finey, because I know Finey's into a lot of that European dance music stuff, um, and, and particularly, I think, German uh, is is your cup of tea. Is that right, Finey? I, I remember No, this. no, no. Of
2: no. what? Look, sort of later in life, in my 30s and whatever, I um, Somebody was drag me upstairs to revolver. That's right. And I really like I really like good good dance music. The sort of uh, what I like is called um, house music or deep house music, and That's it's right. not it's it's it, it definitely not trance music. Trance music is this pulsing, sudden, as Brian said, repetitive grec, which is German for shit, and. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, sort of that head, they call it headbagging type dance music. But, um, you know, we had, let's just say it's the difference between going down Chapel Street and going into 161 or Revolver for me or what, I don't think it exists anymore, the Viper Room for
1: lovers of Uh, trance. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that where it was played? The Viper? I remember the Viper Room. Yeah, it was upstairs near KFC. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the uh, explanation from Gavin at Chart Beats is why the nineteen nineties will find an amalgam of crap in the middle of the stuff that you know one or two or three songs that as we found last week, but yeah. this week we go to nineteen seventy three <laughs> uh, to March thirty of nineteen seventy three, and I reckon that this is a cracker. This is this is an amalgam of a lot of different stuff, but most of it's pretty good. How do you find it, Brian?
0: I liked it a lot. I'm um, I'm actually having trouble finding the shit ones this week. Really? Oh. Yeah, I, I could pick about six that would be in like my good list. Oh,
1: um, yeah, I've got a few And, and the even good the list. bad ones, I don't mind the bad ones. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with that. There's a couple that, that I really don't like a lot, but, uh, yeah, there are some bad ones that I don't mind, I don't hate. What about you, Fanny? Yeah. How do you find 73?
2: All right, look... There's a lot of easy listening on this chart, which I don't find that easy to listen to, but yeah, not terrible. But I would describe this chart as inoffensive. Yep. Mm.
1: Yep, I can I see can that. Just, yeah. But there's a lot of good stuff in there. I reckon there's a there's a, oh, yeah. I reckon there's a couple of killers. And then there's yep. uh, then there's there's some that I I really enjoy. And even I mean I'll be honest and say it isn't on either of my lists, but a song like Crocodile Rock, when it first came out, I really liked it. Now, I, now it drives me nuts and I don't really want to hear it again, but at the time, um, it was good. It was terrific. Yeah, it was. Um, you, you, was, was John Cornell behind that? <laughs> no, no <laughs> Crocodile Dundee finally, Crocodile Dundee. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. All right, all right, I'm paying attention. All right, so it's the 3XY chart from uh, March 30, 1973. finally you can, uh, you can uh, lead us off here with your three, uh, good and bad, your number three. All
2: right, so my number three, bad, I guess it's not a bad song, but I don't know if you know this aspect of me, but I don't, do either of you have any phobias? And I'm not talking about things that you don't like. I'm talking about, genuine, go-and-see, get-some-help has really affected my life in a certain way, phobias, uncontrollable fears. Do either of you have any?
1: No, I don't, but I've got a mate who's got a spider phone he's an arachnophobe, and it's it's quite debilitating. So I understand yes. it. Well, I'm saying
2: this is debilitating. I've got an incredible fear of rats. And I'll give you an example. The house we live in now, when we moved in a couple of years ago, About three weeks in, we were coming home, walked through the front gate, and I saw a rat on the front wall. It was a big rat. Yeah. I got in the car. I stayed at a mate for one night and my mother for one night. I did not come back to the house for three days. Wow. And and when I did come back, I drove into the um, garage, and I, I drove in at about 11 at night. And at seven, at 7 in the morning, I still wasn't able to open the car door.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. That is debilitating. You know,
2: so, so I've, I've,
0: I've parked it too close to the edge of the garage.
1: Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I've done
2: that as well. But, uh, so so i so sort of tried to get some help for it, and it hasn't worked. I'm still petrified. So my number three bad song is Ben by Michael Jackson, yes. which, of course, is a
1: love song to a frigging rat. Yep. Was it Willard the name of the movie? Yep. yep. Yeah. And yeah, now I, I, I share your disdain for rats, but I'm not that. I'm not that petrified. I jump up and down on the chair and stuff. But yeah, that's that's horrible. I used to have a. I used to have a pet rat. Oh, you did not. I did. It was a Norwegian
0: hooded rat, and it was white with a black head, and it didn't look like the dirty rat. The thing was, you know, it was a cute and cuddly thing, and. Um, it was really smart.
2: It was really smart. It was, it was a pretty good
0: little pet for a while there.
2: Yeah. So, like a white pet rat, even though I would not like it, I, I wouldn't send me out of the house with yeah. days. Yeah. Yep. No, this one—it it looked like a hamster. You know, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'd so pick it up,
3: and,
0: yeah. It's great. That's where they
2: tried to start the therapy with me, but you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ended pretty quickly when we got the real one.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how people like in the, if I'm a celebrity, when they put rats and all that stuff and, and snakes and that in there, I don't know how they do that. It's, that's yeah. t- totally beyond me. Uh, your number three good one, Finey? Uh, my number three good one, it's not my favorite song
2: by them, but I'm um, such a big T Rex fan. It's still a good song, is Children of the Revolution.
1: Yeah, great. Oh, uh, yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, a big, big T-Rex fan. What's your favourite T-Rex song, funny? Plenty of Century Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good song. Good song. And then sort of on the other end of the scale, the real
2: glam rock sort of camping song, I really like Rider White. Oh, role.
1: so do I. It's a really good song. Yeah. And there's another thing I think on the B side of Rider White's one called Beltane Walk or something. I think that's what it's called. It's a song I really like. Yeah, Children. They're good. Of... They're great. Yep, they are good T-Rex. Uh certainly it's in my good list there. Don't know if it made the final 3 just yet. Brian Mannix. Rock Hello. god. Rock god. Legend because I beat another legend. Yeah, German German tank aficionado um and yep, me, and, yeah. and Schmidt ambassador. Um yep, What do you have for it. us? <laughs> and,
2: well, in the bad ones,
0: now I kind of like this band. It's by the Hawking Brothers. Oh. And I think they were good, the Hawking Brothers. I liked them, enjoyed them a lot. Um, but Catfish John, number 32, was not one of their better songs, I didn't think. It yeah. was, um, yeah, I, I quite like, um, love the VB ad they did. Was it the VB? Where do you live in the country? Yep. Where do you live
2: in the country? yeah, Melbourne. Was it VB or Melbourne? Melbourne Bitter? Bitter, yeah. Melbourne Bitter, nothing better.
0: Melbourne's been the best beer, let's be around, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. That, was, yeah, that, that yeah. was great, wasn't it? <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, they got a
0: great voice, great voices in that band. But anyway, Catfish John was not up to uh, up to it up to their the, the normal standard? I felt. Yep. Now my good one, mm-hmm. which will be no surprise to anybody, the number fifteen, "Goodbye to Jane" by Blade, one of my favorite bands of all time.
1: Yes, and uh, that is in my top three, um, probably a little higher. Than three. right? Yeah, I got it at two. Well, tell us about your, your thing. All right. I've got, I've got the goodbye jump. My number three, bad. Um, oh, God, this song that drove me nuts. I think it's in the top ten here. It's number No, it's just outside. It's number 11. It's by an English band called Kincaid, and the song is Dreams Are Ten A Penny, and it was that you remember because of Jenny, Jenny, dreams are ten a penny. Uh, just uh, one of Ooh. those bubble gummy like, I, I quite like bubblegum music from the late 60s, that but this was sort of into the 70s and this, it went from bubblegum to kind of like, ugh, um, and this was just an awful, awful, sugary, sweet, dreadful song. I think it was one of those uh, bands that uh, wasn't really a band, uh, was just a bunch of session singers and then when it became a hit, they actually had to find some people to do the video. So, yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think it was one of those. Um, an awful song. Dreams of Ten a penny. Awful, awful song. My number three. Good. This will surprise you, Brian. Oh, I bet it will. Uh, it is uh, the song that sits here. I've just got to find it. Where there it is? It's number twenty. It's Sherbet's. You've got the gun. Oh, what do you really? mean? I loved it. I thought that. I thought I loved. Actually, really liked Daryl's. Um, Vocal performance, he hit the, all those high yeah. notes that he hit in it. I thought it was i thought it was a moody kind of, not one of their, you know, uh, sort of sugary pop songs. I really liked it.
0: I thought, I thought it was a desperate attempt to try and crack America and to the point where they sold out on what they do the best. Right. I thought, I thought they were trying to change to be American and um, this was what they came up with and it's not even a half the song that has that is.
1: Oh, I didn't say as you know as good as how's that's a great song, um, but uh, just in the terms of this bunch of forty songs that we've got, I, I uh, I've got Sherbet in there, just beating a couple uh-huh. of others out. It just beats uh, T Rex out, and another one that I'll I'll mention. Uh, number two, yeah. funny. What do we got at number two in the bad and the good?
2: Why? Why would a band with great reputation and a ripping band? Why would a band? go under an alias Ooh. why would they go under the alias of something pig and fucking Billy oh. I'll tell you why because they came up with a shit song <laughs> <laughs> oh. now, that old girl, I don't know whether there were rumours about Billy Thorpe's sexuality but he felt the need with the Aztecs to sing a song called Captain Straight Man
3: yep.
2: and uh, you know it's just sort of it's it's all chorus and yeah, you know, it's all meatballs and no spaghetti.
1: That one, yeah. Thump and Pig B and Pig Morgan, the piano player um, who played with John Paul Young yes. for so many yes. years. Yeah, Pig Morgan. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, awful song, awful, awful song. Um, and the lyrics, you're right. Uh, if you read them, if you read them without hearing the song, you just go, "What? What exactly is this crap? Well, what, what are you putting this up to me for? What are you telling me?" Yes. No, very ordinary song. Uh, I concur, my learned colleague. What's your good one num- at number two?
2: Yeah, uh, look, I think, I'd think i be surprised if we all didn't have it in our list, but I'm going to say it. I haven't looked feeling anybody's thunder, but Nice in White Satin is an absolute classic, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's like Moody Blues. I mean, it's just an iconic song some great song.
1: Okay. Um, yep.
2: Yeah. Nice in nice White Satin.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't Really? Yep I hate it Really? <laughs> yeah, I do It's my number two in the, in my hate pile oh, <laughs> I, I knew it would be in your list but I, <laughs> be in that one. I was going to say yeah, finally you got that right It's in my list uh, But it's on the other side Bloody hell I've got to pick my jaw up off the floor <laughs> again Yeah <laughs> No, look, I loved the Moody Blues. I loved Go Now, which was their first one. I liked I'm Just a Singer in a Rock and Roll Band. And then this came out and I thought, sorry, are you boys trying to be Procol Haram um, and you missed the boat and you just tried to do this great big, huge, lush, orchestrated um, song that I just found really tedious. I just, uh, yeah, so that's why. I, hence, Hence it's my number two on my bad list. I know people absolutely like you, funny people love it, but I never yeah. it never it never connected with me. I I, I played it a lot on the radio because you know it was a massive hit and you had to, but I never enjoyed playing it at all. It oh. is very Procol Harum. Oh yeah, I reckon, and yeah. I think I think um, Procol Harum's songs were about three or four years before this one, and I just thought yeah. They didn't didn't do it for me, but I, I mean I, I I know people absolutely. I know I used to in nineteen seventy three. I was oh, I, that was my first year on the radio, and that was one of the most requested songs on the Sunday afternoons in Longreach when I was doing the Sunday afternoon request show. Nights on White Satin would be at the top in the top three of the requests every Sunday for about six months. The massive song. Yeah,
2: but if you didn't like it in Longreach, you just go to the house of the bloke that was requesting and say, look, <laughs> mate, there's only 14 people in Long Ring and you are ruining my program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're stuffing up my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, yes. Stop take, doing it, Dad. <laughs> take your nights and my satin and, nights and, nights and piss right off back out to the cows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, what have you got, Brian, at two and uh, good and bad? Uh, okay, good. We'll go
0: for Number 34. 34. Mama, we're all crazy now by Slade. Oh, <laughs> they got two songs in the top 40, Slade, and their album's the number three album.
1: Yep. They were great huge. band. Great they, were, they were huge. They now, were
0: my second, oh, my worst one, now I don't even know that this is too bad. I can't remember how it goes, mm-hmm. but I'm the only person that ever seems to remember this bloke. And I mention him many times on the show, and people always go, who? I'm talking about number 39, my old mate, Rod Kirkham. A young talent team. Rod Kirkham. <laughs> I know him. Rod Kirkham. He was there with Jamie Redford. He was an, and, original. Um, he was an original. He was an original. He was an original, yeah. Yep. yeah.
1: I can't get Rod Sunday Kirkham. out of my mind. Um, yeah. I, I I must admit I didn't go back and listen to it because I do remember it. I I don't reckon it was played a lot on sort of Cap City radio outside of Melbourne, but that's when um that's when uh, young talent time was at its you know they were, oh massive they were big yeah. stars.
0: Um, he was like the Greg Brady of Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was, was the m- older one of the three boys, and there was the three girls: is Vicky and uh, Debbie. And uh, Sally Field, Sally, Sally the original on it.
1: <laughs> Sally, Sally Field, the singing nun was in there, yeah, she uh, was blind on Sally feet. <laughs> Sally Field, Sally so there you Boyden. go. Uh, yes, he was. No, no, he, no, he was. Uh, that's a legit thing. And that you hang on, what do you got that one in your your bad pile? Well, just I guess felt
0: he deserved a mention. I'm not really bagging Rod Kirkham, but um. It's good to see Rod in the list because yeah. um, he's, he's, he's a bit of an unsung hero, Rod.
1: All right. Uh, so my number two, obviously, in my bad pile is Nights in White Satin by the Moody Blues, which I have, uh, 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 I think, said enough about that one. Uh, my number two uh, is is the two songs that you've mentioned so far, the two Slade songs, Goodbye to Jane and Mum, We're All Crazy Now. I love Slade, as you know, Brian. Yes. And as everyone will find out in the latest episode of Life of Brian, when we get ah. it, when we get it up there, it should be up now, but it, it wasn't unfortunately. And I'm talking about when we record this, because um, we got to we're working through some issues with the record company. Once we get that sorted, it'll be up there. But we spent an hour talking to Dave Hill, um, the guitarist. So it was a big thrill for Yay. us. Yeah. And uh, I, I love Slade. Slade was the first concert I went to, the first big international concert at Lang Park in Brisbane with Slade. Status Quo, Linda's Fun and Caravan, and I just, I I was besotted from that minute on. Loved them.
0: That was the second concert I ever went to. I saw them at Festival Hall. Yep. Um, and they were terrific. Yep. God, they were good.
1: They were really All good right. live. They were One of those bands that built on their live reputation was what uh, finished up getting them to sell records, so they were terrific.
0: Yeah. Because they used to work at those holiday parks. Right? Okay, we want to see everybody up dancing for this one and doing all that sort of clap your hands along and all that. And they sort of took that to rock and roll, those sort of showbiz things that they did at a holiday camp, they took into rock and roll. Yep. So good on them.
1: Yep. Very, very much the way you know bands broke in this country was through their live reputation. ACDC did exactly the same thing, to be honest, in many ways. Yeah. Uh, all right, we yeah. get to the big uh, the big, uh, kahunas here. The number one, uh, Good and Bad, from um, March 30, 1973. Righto, Fonny, what do you got for us?
2: have okay, a bad is, I don't know if this is a country song. Um, it's just a really bad, for me, it's just a really unlistenable song by Luden Wainwright loud and, III. Loud and Wainwright, yeah. Lou- yeah,
1: Loud and Wainwright
2: third, I like, think. Stayed in touch with Loudon Wainwright the second. He apologised, and (laughs) because of this, there was no fourth. But dead skunk, (laughs) dead
0: skunk. I got a bit of a bit of a soft spot for dead skunk.
1: In the middle of the road, sticking to high heaven. I won an art competition
0: when I was in grade four, which is nineteen seventy-one, I think. And I drew a picture of Slade, and I won and I won a copy of Dead Skunk by Luden Wainwright III. Oh, no, that was the prize. Yeah, well, I could pick which song. I picked that, and it was a good song to learn to play guitar. it's only three chords, so every time I've taught guitar, my brother teaches beginner's guitar, one of the first songs I get to learn is Dead Skunk because when you're about 11 or 12, the idea of a dead skunk squashed in the middle yeah, of the road yeah. is very appealing to uh, a 12-year-old. they bother to rehearse it so they can offend their friends.
2: There you
1: go. There you go. An insight, well, into, an insight into the life of Brian right there. Yeah, right. Right-o, Fanny. what's your good one?
2: All right, so there's some good songs on this. So with apologies to um, Killing Me Softly, which I think is a great song. Oh, yes. But... And I think it's a brilliant song, but I, I, I just really love the um Terry Como version because he does it from a male perspective and just listening to it, I like that perspective. Okay. Um I have gone for a song by Billy Paul. Oh yeah, lovely it's like song. Just, it's just a me and Mrs. Jones is look, I was only eight years old in the seventies, but if I was older, I reckon I might have slipped that into the eight track cartridge in my car.
3: <laughs>
2: and pulled it out. Yes. Not, when I say pulled it out, i mean like, yeah. you know, uh, it's like a joint or something, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, um, not. Uh, yeah, not pulled it out. But, uh, yeah, I reckon it's like really cool to me, Mr Jones. So, yeah. yeah, I'm going for that.
1: I, I, I was actually really upset when they turned it into a bloody cat food commercial in the – must have been the late 90s, I think. I used yeah, yeah. it in a cat food commercial. Was the, the disgraceful uh, use of that song? No, lovely song. It's in my it's in my right. list. It didn't make it into the top three, but it's on my list there. It's one of my apologies, but yeah, really good. song. Yeah, cat in the middle of the road. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, well, that'd be a good thing because uh, yeah. people know I'm not a cat lover. That's yeah, good list. Fine. well done, Mano. Number one, good. Number one, bad. What do you got?
0: Well, I've kind of used up my favourites and number oh. two and three. Mm-hmm. So my number one good. This is going to surprise everybody, um, but I think this was a huge hit, and I think it was a it was a game changer, right. and the song still holds up today. Mm-hmm. And I think it's well. I think I don't think many songs have had the effect that this one did. Number and four. I speak of number four.
2: Helen Reddy. I Am Woman. There you go. Oh, I thought you were going for number
1: two
3: doing banjos. We like a big boy. <laughs> oh, I, knew,
1: I knew you'd use that line. Um, <laughs> um, I Am Woman, which uh, your friend Lisa Edwards has done a version of on her new album. It's a pretty good version, it too. Is. I had to listen to it. Yeah, it's, um, I did too.
0: Sort of faithful to the original, but bluesy and original. So yeah. it's got our own slant on it, but it's a very, very good arrangement. Oh. I was very
1: impressed. You're right. That is a that is a, was a game changer. And number four in this chart for Helen Reddy, "I Am Woman." What's yeah. your ba- what's I've your bad quick,
2: one? "I Am um, uh, so you know, Woman." Yeah. Just very really quickly. Hang on. Yeah. When I was about twenty-one, there was I went to my first ever karaoke. It was on some Kilda Road. Me and a few mates and and some girls, and I had a bit to drink, and did I get people pissed off because I went up and sung, I am woman, and let's say I didn't sing it with the respect that the females felt it deserved. Oh, imagine
1: oh. imagine doing that today. Ooh-wee. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that,
2: that
1: was back in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, well you would, if you did it today, you would be a woman, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Now, number one, Brian, what have you got in the bad ones? I the worst one, um, well, it could be any one of these,
0: but uh, I think I'm going to go for your Sherbet song, You've Got the oh, Gun. Ah, you're
1: a fair dinkum.
0: No, I just think it wasn't their best. I don't think it was you inspired. I felt it was a calculated song. It's time to crack the breaking in America, and I just didn't think it was relevant to Australia. We don't even have guns here. You anyway.
1: got the gun. Oh, yeah, good song. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Australia's just won a gold medal in the swimming. Um, Yay! Okay. Really? Yep. Uh, well, That's uh, McKeon. Yeah, McKeon. Yeah, she's a gun. Now, oh, good honor. Yep, absolutely. Now, my number one bad. Uh, yeah. Oh God, I hate this song. It's number six. Funny Face by Donna Fargo. So bad, I kind of like it. Oh, you can't possibly like it. It's not that. It's bad. It's just bad. Oh, right? my, my dad loved
0: country and so we had that playing around the house a lot. Oh, to you that good memories for me. You would have had the album.
2: Do you remember the, lo- you remember the funny face little the lollipop? Yeah. yeah, they were great.
1: Yeah.
2: They had syrup, sort of oozing out of them. There you yeah.
1: go, Donna Fargo. They sort of
2: looked with like a, one of those. Things on Easter Island. Yeah, that's right. So they could have been sung
1: by servants. Could have been. Fortunately, wasn't. Donna Fargo gets my my number one, and my number one song is the number one song on this chart. Carly Simon's "You're So Vain." Yeah, good. I love the oh, I was besotted uh, beyond uh, any sort of uh, uh, semblance of sanity with Carly Simon. I just absolutely adored her voice. I loved the songs she wrote. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, so she is far and away my number one with your server And
0: the protruding nipples on the cover of No Secrets had no influence on this?
1: Didn't hurt.
2: Didn't <laughs> hurt. And how many songs
1: have the word gavotte in them? <laughs> I might. what? I, yeah he's cravat he's <laughs> <his I clavash. laughs> <laughs>
0: cravat and Your scarf was every cut.
1: yes yeah yeah uh, no uh, well i thought one of the one of the sexiest songs ever i reckon you were so vain just absolutely great song
2: all right and, and of course everybody knows who it was about warren Beatty Oh, so it was Mick, Mick Jagger.
0: No, oh. <laughs> yeah, Mick Jagger and Warren Beatty. Though,
1: it? well, she did. She, oh, they auctioned off um, a couple of years ago. I don't know how many years ago yeah. now. They auctioned off the chance for Carly Simon to tell you directly to your face that who the song was actually written about. And I don't know. Yeah. Who, I don't know who was successful. And I don't know if it, if the auction actually whether she actually told. Whoever it was who was successful with the bit, I've no idea. But Mick Jagger, I think, sang some backing vocals on that he album. Knows.
0: Yeah, he sings on the song. You can hear him. In yeah, the, yeah, that's right. In he does the choruses. And once you once you hear him, it comes in. I think about the second chorus. And once you hear him and pick him, you can't miss him. And he seems to get louder as the song goes. It becomes almost a duet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you have to sort of listen for it.
1: Yep. So. Uh, <laughs> I reckon it was probably about – well, they also – there was Warren Beatty, Mick Jagger, there was a – I forget who the other one was, was a, a, a very um, big uh, money man in America that was the other one that they used to talk about a lot. But, of course, Carly herself comes from – That's not, not, not the Trump stuff. No, no. <laughs> Carly, of course, comes from some pretty serious money herself because the Simon that she is is part of Simon and Schuster, the book people. Oh, so she comes uh, from, which is why she used to, you know, holiday in the Hamptons and all those sorts of things, because the family had a mansion up there. But anyway, uh, and
2: that old
1: Carly, right? That's I, like
2: Linda. That's by like Linda McCarthy.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, well, now wasn't that yeah. fallacy that she was part of the Kodak Eastman Kodak? Yeah, oh, is that, is that yeah. Tra- no? I don't think she was. I don't I think thought she, she was. I think she was about as part of the Eastman Kodak uh, as I am of Hillier's chocolates. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I uh, lose that two legs. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't. Uh. So now let's get to the footy tips because we've taken an enormous amount of and great pleasure in uh, in doing the 1973 chat. Brian, you get to pick next week's year. Good. Okay. So let me know. I will. Uh, let's, okay. get, let's get to the footy tips. Starts Friday night at Marvel Stadium. St Kilda take on Carlton. Mr. Fine. St Kilda.
0: Mr Mannix. Oh, St Kilda,
1: easily, is Mr Hillier. St Kilda, please. Uh, <laughs> Western, Western Bulldogs play Adelaide. This is at uh, in Ballarat on Saturday afternoon starting at 12.20. Mr Hillier. Western Bulldogs, please. Mr Fine. Western Bulldogs. Mr Mannix.
0: Western Bulldogs,
1: please. Mr. <laughs> <Gilda>. <laughs> He's doing his Rod Kirkham impersonation. Um, <laughs> North Melbourne play the Geelong down in Tasmania, Saturday afternoon at one o'clock. Mister Fine, Geelong. Mister Mannix.
0: I'm ear- de- 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 Geelong. Geelong, right.
1: <laughs> Ah, that was your Daryl Braithwaite impersonation. Uh, I too. mentioned that to James Stewart. It wasn't <laughs> very good. Yeah, that was James Stewart.
2: That was quite good. Wow, 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 wow! I, I just I like the shape. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's better. Uh, I too. I'm going for yeah. the cats. Uh, Gold Coast Suns take on Melbourne. I'm not quite sure where that's being played it's Saturday afternoon. I've got a TBC on this. This is the um, official. AFL press release that I printed out last night. Uh so Gold Coast Suns in Melbourne are playing somewhere. Who would you tip here, Fanny?
2: Uh, I Uh so Melbourne. Melbourne. That's my That's my King's speech.
1: Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> Very good. Mr. Mannix? I sure money pretty. Let's go for the Demons, shall we? The Demons, very good. Uh, and I am going for Melbourne also. Collingwood and West Coast at the MCG, Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Okay. Uh, Mr Mannix or whoever you might be this time round? I'm going to go for the West Coast Eagles, man. Johnny Red, you're fired, man. Go to Eagles. Right, the West Coast Eagles. Thanks, Elvis. Uh, who are you going for, funny You
2: are so great Question, Mr. Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the elephant man. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was the elephant man, <laughs> but I wanted Collingwood or the West Coast Eagles.
2: Sorry, uh, I had the shack over my head. Yes. The West Coast Eagles.
1: Thank you very much, elephant man. Very nice, John Hurt. Uh, I'm going to go for the West Coast Eagles too, yeah. Uh, I almost went Collingwood. Essendon play the Sydney Swans at the Gabba. Right. Uh, Saturday night at uh, 7.40. Mr Mannix.
0: Lady, oh lady, here yeah, go to
2: Bomber,
1: head. Uh, yeah, very good. Uh, Mr Fine. Who's plays Essendon and the Sydney Swans. All right. I'll, um... I love the Sydney Swans, then. The Sydney Swans.
3: Very <laughs>
0: I'm nice.
1: I'm Jacko from Love Thy Neighbour. Yes, very good. <laughs> well, you said I did a Whiteies. I love the Whiteies. Uh, the Whiteies and the rigys. I love it, all. Um Come on, your white donkey. And I'm going to go for the Swans as well uh, to beat the Bombers. Sunday, Hawthorne played the Brisbane Lions at the University of Tasmania Stadium. Uh, who are you picking here, Mr Mannix? Hawthorne or Brisbane? Who'd you pick? Lions. Yeah. I was just in, in keeping with the fact that you can't understand a word that Rocky ever says. I didn't understand a word that you said. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. that's good. I'm doing it right. That's exactly right. Uh, Mr. Fine.
2: Oh, it's a very good game. <laughs> oh, who do I think going to win a this one in just a moment. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, well, you should have shut up your face playing in the back of that. Now, the Giants play Port Adelaide, yet to be determined where that's going to oh, be. Oh, you typically grew up on Brisbane. Oh, sorry, Brisbane. Yep, sorry, I should have said that. I wrote it down, but I didn't say it. Brisbane. Uh, Giants and Port Adelaide, Brian.
0: Well, I reckon I'll go for Port Adelaide.
1: That's one of the best John Waynes I've ever heard. Missed? Well, I ain't going to hit you. No. The hell I ain't. Um, Giants in Port Adelaide. Finding who you got?
2: Ah. <laughs> well, given I was born in South
0: Australia, but <laughs>
3: I'm
0: going to go for Port Adelaide.
1: Port Adelaide. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the Giants to bounce back and win there. And the final game is Freo and Richmond up the Stadium in Perth on Sunday afternoon, Mannix.
0: Well, I sat down, I spoke to the Tigers. We had a great meeting, a really great talk, probably the best meeting in the world's history, so I'm going to go for the Tigers.
1: Lock it in, Eddie. That's the best Richard Nixon I've ever heard. Um, Fremantle and uh, Richmond, Mr Fine? The name's
2: <laughs> And, select, and
1: make this very clear, you have to do your homework first, but i think select Fremantle Dockers. That's right, the Dockers, the Fremantle. The Dockers of Fremantle, thank you. Uh, I'm going to go for the Tigers to win that one. I think they will win that. There you go. It's like it's like doing a remake of Sybil working with you two. 16, <laughs> 16 or 18 personalities all rolled into two fabulous heads. There you go. All right. That uh, that gentleman is it. That's that's it. We've we've uh, we've done our leading teams uh, thing. I think we all feel better and more cleansed and, and more together after that. We're in this you know you know, boys, we're in this together. Yeah. You, you bumbling, bubbling yes. and Thank you. <laughs> Except when the shit hits the fan and then you're on your own, Mannix, okay? All right then. Fair right.
0: enough.
1: Uh, so have a wonderful – thank you uh, for your contribution this week, boys. Uh, have a wonderful week, and uh, we will talk again on the next Ruck and Roll. Till then, take care of your good selves.
2: You've just experienced rock and Roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.